Welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond, where every Monday I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, traveler, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. This is a casual, informative podcast designed for you to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Hello, and welcome to the next installment of my solo episodes, and today... I'm going to cover after Jordan, UAE, and the plan for this part of the trip was Abu Dhabi and Dubai exclusively, I think. A few things on the list, Burj Khalifa, Burj Al Arab, go to Dubai to see what it's like, Abu Dhabi, capital city, see what that's like, but mostly just to chill out for a bit before we go to Amman on our road trip. The flight was with Etihad Airways, who are a bit of a dream, straight in, one hour, no messing about. Got into Abu Dhabi quite late, because it was an afternoon flight, and just seemed to take afternoon, really. But got into the evening, and we got the A2 bus from the airport, which takes about 45 minutes. But you need to buy a travel card there at the airport, which is called, which is called a Hafalat card. And that needs to be topped up with cash only at the airport. So what you need is probably about 20 AED, local currency, to buy the card and top up with 10. And that 10 AED extra will get you from the airport into central Abu Dhabi. I think the rule is you need to have a minimum of 7 AED on the card to do any trip. So just bear that in mind if you're running low on currency. Arrived in the dark into the bright lights of Abu Dhabi city and our hotel this one was Novell Hotel City Centre because I think on booking.com we looked around the hostel's not really a thing so hotels are to go to and this had the best offer for me because I'm a genius level 3 member on booking.com so we got some money off and that came out 335 AED for two nights including a buffet breakfast just a bit of admin it's about 3.65 to 1 for AED to US dollar just to give you an idea of how much that costs we chose non-smoking and they gave us a bit of an upgrade, which is very nice. I think we're on the 14th floor and it's a super, super plush room. Huge, massive bed, great toilets and just a fantastic hotel actually. Really nice vibe to it. After a busy Jordan, we took it easy and even and used the Talibat app again to get a Nepalese Indian dish into our hotel room for our dinner. So as I said, two nights in Abu Dhabi and what we saw was not that much really. We went to the Corniche, which again, you know from my other episodes, where 
it's like a walkway along the waterfront. Walk the Corniche again. It's super hot in Abu Dhabi, so I think after forty five minutes, we're desperate for a coffee. So we walked the Corniche and we went to a place called Caf with no E C A F Cafe, and it had amazing aircon and great coffee as well. Actually, the coffee costs around fifteen AED proper espresso or americano. You should check it out. Afterwards, we carried on walking along the Corniche and we walked around to the area where they have the huge flag. I think it's the biggest flag in the UAE. And there's a mall there, which is called the Marina Mall. Kind of chilled out in there, had some lunch and kind of just checked out that little area. It was so hot that after five minutes, you just want to be in aircon, that type of vibe. So other than that, apart from walking around Abu Dhabi itself, that was pretty much about it. The main bulk of this trip was Dubai. So the next morning we got the E100 bus to Dubai. We got to Abu Dhabi bus station and that Dubai bus goes to Gubera station, which is near our hotel in Deira. There are other buses that go to Dubai, but to different areas. Dubai is huge, so make sure you get the right bus for the right area for your hotel. The bus costs 25 AED, very smooth, one, one and a half hours into Dubai, pretty much along the coast. Awesome. And for our three nights in Dubai, we had the Ibis Hotel Deira for two nights. And then we went to hotel pretty much next door for a bit cheaper called Super 8 because we decided to stay an extra night. But Dubai isn't that cheap. Hotel Ibis, which is one of the cheaper options, was 476 AED for two nights. And I think the Super 8 was about 80 AED cheaper. But the Ibis is newly built, super kitted out, great vibe, nice cafe downstairs, and it has a rooftop bar with an infinity pool, which we took advantage of on the second night there. Awesome, because you can sit in that pool, quite warm, and watch the sunset. Pretty dreamy. Our first bit of admin for Dubai was trying to get a bus booked in to Oman. We wanted to bus it from Dubai to Muscat and not fly. The bus would take six, seven hours uh, to go over the border, and it should be fairly easy. Now, since COVID, there's now actually only one company that runs buses locally right over to Oman. Went to the station, or the office area, and basically it booked out three days in advance, which was too late for us because we wanted to go on the Sunday morning, hence we stayed the extra night, and the Sunday night was available, but then we thought, what's the point going overnight because I won't sleep? The day after would be wasted. We decided to just get, unfortunately, a flight for one hour to Muscat. So recommendation here, if you're hell-bent on getting the bus, you probably need to get on that pretty early, maybe four or five days in advance, they run three times a day, I think it's 7am, 3pm and 9pm, something like that. And the cost is fairly cheap, but you've got to weigh up. Can you stay on a bus for seven hours? It's probably going to be full. And can you sleep if you go overnight? These are things you've got to weigh up. So that was a failed bit of admin. And we dipped into a local mall right next to that, which is called Deira City Centre. And that is the area where the office was for the bus. Uh, I probably, you probably have to Google that because it's quite hard to explain where that little office is. It's not huge by any means. It took us a bit of a walk to go and find it. But the mall was huge. And I think we got Tim Hortons actually because we needed to get something a bit basic and Western in us, but also decide how to do this next part of the trip to Muscat because there's three options, I think, as I recall. Different type of flights, different times of days, day before, day after. We had to weigh all that up and decide what to do. After that, we got back to the hotel and we had dinner at a local restaurant called Zach's. Not the UK Zach's that you might be thinking of, but this served pretty decent local food and sort of Western food as well, but unbelievably cheap. 
and I had an amazing sweet and sour chicken and humongous rice. I've never seen so much rice. But really, that is great value. This area of Deira is kind of up and coming. It's kind of still been built. Shops are still been in, sort of built out into this area, but there's some shops are open. It's near the Golden Souk, so people are trying to sell you gold necklaces and stuff like that. So, so an interesting area. Half open, half not. Half been built, half done. So I reckon in a few, maybe a year, it might be a bit buzzing with more hotels, more cafes, more restaurants, and more stuff going on. The first bit of sightseeing for Dubai was next morning at 9am. We booked tickets for the Burj Khalifa observatory level, which is, I think, floor 125 and 126, something like that. So we're up early next morning and getting the metro to the Burj Khalifa, which takes roughly around 30 to 40 minutes and can be fairly busy on the metro, um, but pretty easy with the Dubai travel card. Again, same as Abu Dhabi, you'd have to buy a separate travel card for Dubai. Again, it's going to cost money to buy it and top it up. Make sure you have 7 AED on there to do a trip. You can buy these at metro stations. A bit annoying that they don't have the same travel card. I'm not sure why that is, being so close to each other. You actually get off on the metro at the metro stop for the Dubai Mall, one of the biggest shopping malls in the world. And you have to walk for quite a way, actually, from the metro station through the mall, downstairs to the entrance to the top of the Burj, whatever it's called, and that is sensational because when you get to the bottom, get your ticket scanned, you walk through and get to the lift, I think the lift takes roughly a minute to get up to 125 floors. And when you get up there, onto the platform, the views are sensational. You can't believe how high up you are. And you also can't believe how high the Burj Khalifa is. You can't really see it when you arrive there, and I'll come to that in a bit. But the views, 360, all the way around Dubai, amazing. This sort of activity isn't going to be cheap. It's going to be like $30 to $40 each. Just bear that in mind. But what that, what that gets you is a ticket up the lift to two floors. You can walk on and 360-degree views indoors and a bit outdoors as well. It's really worth doing it. And also, I just love the vibe up there. If you go early at 9, no one's really there. There's a few people hanging about. It actually gets more expensive in the evening because you have to buy a sunset ticket if you like and that costs more money and that does get booked out quite quickly so if you want to do a sunset book in early and I guess it's going to be busy with crowds probably spent about an hour there and then we we're ready for some breakfast went into the mall this mall is huge so many shops could spend all day in there and we walked around had some breakfast some coffees bought a few things and kind of chilled out in the mall all day really so as I said the next day we booked an extra night at Super 8 Hotel, which is around the corner from the Ibis in the Deira area. So we checked out of Ibis, head around the corner, went to Super 8 and dropped our stuff off. Couldn't check in early, unfortunately, because obviously we're really early. So we left our bags and we got ourselves over to Kite Beach by bus. This bus just takes a while. It takes probably an hour, maybe an hour and a half, depending on traffic. And you can use your travel card for this bus as well. And it's super easy to get and quite quiet, actually. So we walked pretty much near where the Deira metro station is. There's a bus stop and a bus station outside of it. There's a bus stop on the road, actually, and that's the bus stop you need to go and get. I think the number bus number eight goes to Kite Beach. doesn't stop there, carries on further, but that's the bus you need to get. Basically, it's the bus that hovers around the beach road, and it goes all the way down past the Burj Al Arab, all the way down there. Again, a super hot day, took a sun cream, beach towels, got off at Kite Beach, lovely area, walks along the boardwalk, got boardwalk all the way, and we just kind of hung out, had some coffee, sort of sat on the beach, admired the sun, got in the shade, and had a nice day on the beach, or afternoon, should we say, 
And we finished it off with a bit of a naughty expense. As you walk towards the Burj Al Arab, which is like a crazy hotel in terms of how much it costs, I think Drew Binsky just done a video on that actually, it's in the hundreds of thousands a night. We decided to have dinner in that complex at a pub called Dao and Anchor. Yes, it sounds English. It serves English food. And the main reason, pretty much I want to go there, was because I was dreaming of a roast dinner. And they served roast of the day with all the trimmings. It's actually located in the Jemiah Beach Hotel, which is another expensive hotel as you walk in. A couple of Ferraris sitting there. Not a place for us, I don't think. But we walked into the pub, sat down, there was football on, and we had this amazing dinner. I absolutely loved the roast. Roast lamb, Yorkshire pudding, roast potatoes, veg, gravy. Absolutely unreal. Unfortunately, Dubai is an expensive place. I think that with a drink costs around 50 Canadian dollars. So very, very Western prices. But a treat. So earlier I talked about our plan of not getting the bus, kind of failed. And then we had to book a flight to Muscat. So what we decided was we're going to fly from Abu Dhabi Airport again. And the aim was after the night in the hotel at Super 8, we're going to get a metro to the bus station catch an airport bus directly to Abu Dhabi airport and get the flight fairly simple and we booked a flight with Wizz Air super super cheap direct straight into Muscat we got there fairly early to the mall which is by the bus station where you get the bus to Abu Dhabi airport so we went to the mall had lunch and kind of sat there and chilled out now unfortunately during lunch we got a notification that our flight had been moved to the next day at 6.20am which is annoying because the flight was at about 9pm. So that means we've somehow got to figure out what to do for the night. And we read on Wizz sort of policies that they do normally give you a hotel for the night if it's the next day. So after Umm and Aaron, we got the bus to Abu Dhabi Airport and we thought we'll just go to the desk, queue up, see what's going on and let's see what happens. When we arrived, absolute chaos. Because it's not the only Wizz Air flights, he had everyone on Wizz Air flying to all these places like Europe, I think Uzbekistan, all these different places. And when we arrived on the screen, it said the flight was still going. Even the guy waited through, he said, yeah, no problem. So we walked through, ah, oh, maybe it's on. Queued up for probably about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. I've never seen so many people be so rude. And what I mean by that is... The amount of people who just cut in at the front. You've got hordes of people queuing. Different lines, probably like six, seven lines going back. But now someone jumps in the front and goes to the desk. Wasn't very well controlled. And it's just getting super annoying. I just couldn't believe what I've seen, really. I don't think some people or some cultures have an idea of queuing. So I think just getting to the front and getting their stuff done was what they thought was the best thing to do. And we even saw that for people on our flight. So I'm not, not sure really what's going on. We queued up normally, got to the front, and as we told the guy where we're going, you can see the look on his face as he went onto the screen. Ah, uh, I think double checked with his colleague down the way, came back and said, "Ah, oh, yeah, it's been moved," which we were kind of already knew. Bit annoying. He said, "Don't worry, we'll get you a hotel for the night. Just go and stand over there, and someone will come and see you." Now that's okay, but this place was absolutely heaving with tourists, and there's just nowhere to really sit or stay. And we probably spent about four hours in that hotel, not really knowing what's going on. But there was a few staff working there who did know what's going on and how to handle it. And they come and said, no worries, I'll get your name. 
what flight you're on and we'll get you a hotel. So after a while, we got directed to the desk again. There's a separate desk for Muscat, put our names down for a hotel, waited around some more, probably for another hour and a half, including in the airport and on the bus to sit in there. And eventually we got to a hotel, which was the Crown Plaza at Abu Dhabi Airport, pretty much. Super swanky, definitely expensive. And we got a hotel for the night, dinner, and unfortunately the alarm was 2.30am to get a 3am pick up going to the airport to get the flight a bit gutted because the room was amazing the food was great what to stay there but that was what it was so overall not a nice experience but we eventually got to Muscat next morning um, which was a bit annoying because we booked for the night before in Muscat but they let us go and check in straight away and use the breakfast facilities and stuff so that's a wrap up for UAE nice little stopgap saw some sights the Burj Khalifa was amazing I forgot to mention that when we got outside of the Dubai Mall, you can go and sort of stand around the water park. And that was pretty incredible because you can look right up to the Burj Khalifa and it's so tall, it's ridiculous. And that was amazing to go and see, so I enjoyed that. But managed to see all the sights and I think we spent the right amount of time there. Bit of a nightmare at the end with the advent of getting out of there. Uh, but I feel like, yeah, walked a lot, done some things, chilled out ticked a few things off so I enjoyed my time there and I was ready for Oman for the next part of our trip thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you for Oman next time cheers